Hey y'all, welcome back to the Book Circle Podcast. This is episode number four. We're still talking about all the light we cannot see. I'm Kara. I'm Giselle. And I'm Brooke. So let's get into today's topics. Okay, so first off we're going to start with talking about the setting and how the author portrays the scenes and stuff. So my first, like I have an example of one, and my first quote is from, like from the war, and they're describing of like when the Germans took over um, Saint Malo, and so it says it sails over the city walls and bursts against the northern parapet of Fort National, where three hundred and eighty Frenchmen were being held against their will with minimal cover, and that's on page three seventy five and. So, like, he's just basically describing, like, the setting and, like, how many people were there and all that. Um, Another way that the author describes the setting is on page 135. Uh, He says, six blocks away at the telegraph office, Marie Laura's father presses his face to the window to watch two German motorcycles with sidecars roar through the Port St. Vincent. So, basically, this is talking about how... Um, before her father gets held captive by the Germans, he's trying to send her letters, but then he realizes that there's Germans, like, everywhere, and the author just goes into detail about, like, what he's seeing in the city and how that's affecting him. Okay, and another quote would be, sunlight flashes from the hood ornaments and chrome fittings as the little procession grinds to a stop on the ringed uh, gravel drive in front of the soaring lichen-streaked walls of the Chateau de Saint-Malo. An elderly, preternaturally tan man, the mayor, somebody explains, waits with a white handkerchief in his big sailor's hands, a barely perceptible shake showing in his wrists. And this is on page 136 and 135, and it's like right before they put the swastika flag outside of like the bank so i think that he uses a lot of um sensory details more like when something significant either in the plot or like significant to like the time period is happening to help us show like to help us understand how important it is yeah so the next part that we're going to talk about is the climax of the book so the climax is when von rumpel comes to marie's house and he's trying to find the gem still so he's like a couple stories like down and she's like at the top and she's hiding um and she's trying to be really quiet because she obviously doesn't want him to like hear that she's there and she's like trying to eat and drink but she's be really quiet about it um yeah um <laughs> I also, I would, I would consider that part of the climax, but also like a little bit like right in the action because it's a, it's yeah. a lot of tension building because you're like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like, um, like he's trying to find the gem because he has a tumor, mm-hmm. and then the gem would like, I guess, cure it. So he's been like looking and like searching, and he so, finally like yeah. located that like they have the last one so like here's like and the relief for him yeah yeah and, and then yeah so uh, i keep going <laughs> I also i think to add to the climax is when she's on the radio because she's trying to tell people that von rumpel is in the house um she comes in contact with warner but she doesn't realize that he can just hear her so he's like on his way 
and she doesn't really know that, so that's yeah. yeah. I think like, that'll be like the big the big actual climax. climax. Yeah. We haven't really arrives. gotten to it yet. It's a long book. Yeah. <laughs> Is when like he arrives and all that. Okay, so the next thing we were going to talk about is falling action, but we haven't really reached the falling action yet. We're kind of still at the climax, but like based off of what's happening, we could pretty much make predictions about things that are going to happen in the falling action. So I think um, one thing that I predict is that when Werner arrives to the house, he's obviously going to like save Marie and all that, and then they're going to like meet and stuff. So I think that's definitely something. That's <laughs> I also am wondering, like, if he's just gonna show up alone, or if like the yeah, is I was show about up to say that because beforehand, um, when they went to the other person's house, he saw the little girl die because they shot her and her mom, and he also like brings that up, and he's like kind of traumatized from it. So I wonder if he's gonna like sneak out and like do it alone because he knows mm-hmm. that she's just a little girl. Yeah. Or if he's gonna come with her. Good one. I also am curious if they do come, like the whole like artillery of them, um, like how they might react to her being blind, blind. because yeah, that's a little no bueno back in the days. Yeah, yeah of, I agree. You know Hitler. Um, <laughs> yeah, because everyone has to be perfect. So. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Okay, and now that, since we're getting closer to the end of the book, we are going to talk about our likes and dislikes so far. So, um, personally, I've liked, like, the plot, but I also feel like it's definitely gone a little bit slow. It's definitely gone slow. It's too descriptive. It it doesn't, there are just parts where it's like, okay, can we, like, pick up the pace a little (laughs) bit? Like, I know you're trying to be descriptive and all, but I don't need all of that. Yeah, I feel like they could have gone to it a lot faster, and, like, it would have been more interesting if there wasn't as many little details. Yeah. Yeah. And also, something that I didn't really like either was that they flash forward and back between different times, so it kind of got a little bit confusing. Yeah, I thought it was, I think it's a really cool, like, idea, but since we already have, like, three, like, storylines going on, and then we have to, like, switch time periods back and forth, it's confusing, but it's a very Mm -hmm. cool concept, and I kind of like it, but I also kind of like... Yeah, I also wish it were like, a little easier to understand. Yeah, the author <laughs> doesn't really like exactly say when it's like doing it back and forth, so it gets kind of confusing if you don't realize that it's like not happening right then or if it's happening beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it's also it's cool having that because you kind of like you're trying to piece together like the story on your own. Yeah. So that's I true. think that's something yeah. that has helped us like be able to predict stuff that's gonna happen mm-hmm. is that it kind of like I think it all just is gonna piece together in the end. So, like, I feel like that's a good way to, like, foreshadow. Yeah. Yeah. Other good things? I don't know. I feel like it's just... I know, like, the being very tedious about detail is a little annoying because it feels slow, but it's also, like, kind of cool because you get, like, side stories. Yeah. Kind of like a... You kind of get the side story of, like, Marie's dad because he's not, like, a main, main character. And then, like, Frederick, I really enjoyed, like, his whole thing. Yeah. I think it's also interesting, too, because they go into detail about the history. So if you don't even know, like, that much about that time frame, like, it lets you know, like, how different it is from now. It helps you, like, understand it a little bit more. Yeah. And it's trustworthy because if you remember in our first podcast, <laughs> we learned that he was a history major. Yes. <laughs> so I can, all the I can trust it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Thank you for joining us in this lovely little series about all the light we cannot see. We really enjoyed it, right, ladies? Yes, yeah, we it did. It was a fun time. Thank oh, you yeah. for tuning in. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye.